Rising geopolitical tensions, hawkish central bank comments, a deluge of economic data, and well, confused investors. This is how we start another week of trading, where we will try to make sense of what's going on and how the financial markets should react. So welcome to the new week with Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. Well, the weekend was not great news for the global geopolitical picture. Tensions between the US and China ramped up as Wang Yi from China said that Americans' response to the Chinese spy balloon was hysterical as they shut down a few more balloons after the first one. Each operation costed nearly half a million US dollars to the Americans before they found out that some of these uh, balloons were actually not spy balloons. Then, uh, the American Anthony Blinken said that the objects entry in the US airspace, so the Chinese objects entry in the US airspace was irresponsible. He also said that they have information that China is considering a dangerous aid to Russia, which could then cause a serious problem. And as a response, well, China said that they will hold naval exercises with Russian and South Africans. So, if this is not enough for you, while well, North Korea fired an intercontinental ballistic missile, which apparently landed off Hokkaido in Japan. So US, South Korea and the Japanese held aerial drills to show off a force and Pentagon's top China official went to Taiwan last Friday and it was the first known trip to the island since 2019. Then international atomic monitors detected that Iran has uranium enriched to the levels just below what's needed for building a nuclear weapon. So this is basically how we start the new week with the planet boiling a bit everywhere. So Elon Musk should really stop messing around Twitter and find a way to bring us to another planet and do it fast. Because the only good news this week is that there could finally be a Brexit agreement on Northern Ireland issue. But you know what? I won't clap before I see the concrete agreement. So the US dollar is better a bit in Asia at the start of the week, while gold sees demand below the $18.40 per ounce. Now note that announced of gold came as close as four US dollars to a critical support last Friday, which was a major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement. And if that level is cleared, well, it will mark the end of the November to February bullish trend in gold. Will the boiling tensions between the US, China, Russia, and Korea's help keeping gold's head above water is yet to be seen because well, the U.S. yields are obviously trending higher these days on an increasingly hawkish Federal Reserve talk and that could well send the precious metals into the bearish consolidation zone sooner rather than later. And in the same way, while the rising yields should start causing a problem for the U.S. equity markets at least at some point in the foreseeable future, although the U.S. equities held up well uh, throughout last week despite the scourging inflation data and hawkish comments from the Federal Reserve members and a lot of them. The S&P 500 closed the week down by only 0.3% last week, whereas both the CPI and the PPI reads from the US warned that the downtrend in inflation is slowing and could even be in jeopardy. So how come the S&P 500 stocks could ignore that important information? Well, it is probably because investors think that the US economy remains 
remains resilient to the Fed's interest rate hikes and its balance sheet shrinkage, and that we could actually stay this way with high inflation and a strong economy forever. So that's a brand new concept of no lending, remember? But we know that this is only wishful thinking and that if the Federal Reserve should push the U.S. economy into recession to shoot down inflation, well, it will do so. And the no lending could easily turn into a harsh lending for the U.S. economy. So I think that the U.S. equity rally should actually slowly give signs of weakness shortly. But again, this is what should happen in theory. But in practice, well, things could go either way. We saw that last week. So today is a bank holiday in the US, but from tomorrow, a deluge of fresh economic data will fall in and, well, force the imagination of the equity bulls to continue seeing the good in the bad and we'll carry on with the actual rally. So in this context, the latest PMI update is due on Tuesday. FOMC minutes from the latest meeting are due on Wednesday. The US GDP data is due on Thursday and the core PC data from the US is due on Friday. So those will be of great interest for those who are actually seeking direction in this macroeconomic jungle of the moment. And besides that, earnings from Walmart and Home Depot will complete this macroeconomic picture with quarterly reports due to be released as early as tomorrow. Now, keep in mind that strong economic activity via PMI and GDP figures or the corporate data could actually temper the possibly hawkish Federal Reserve minutes and a potential disappointment on Friday's PC read in the US as investors actually continue pricing the no lending scenario. Elsewhere, the hawkish talk is also becoming louder in Europe. The European Central Bank's Isabel Schnabel, for example, warned last week that investors may actually be underestimating the persistence of inflation in Europe and, more importantly, the response needed to tame it from the ECB. She said that the ECB may actually have to act more forcefully to bring inflation in Europe to the 2% policy target. Her words boosted the ECB rate bets, with money markets now pushing the peak European Central Bank's deposit rate to 3.72% from around 2.5% where it stands currently. So that kind of helped the euro dollar rebound last Friday from the 106.12 dip, but the pair remains under a decent, decent selling pressure and it sees a decent resistance into the 50-day moving average, which stands near the 107.30 mark. Now, the European storm markets, on the other hand, continue performing well, and that despite the hawkish ECB expectations and the few more 50 basis point hikes from the ECB to come. And while many people ask me right now, why are the European stocks so strong this year and what are the risks to this rally? Well, first, we should remember that the rebound in the euro since the end of September last year has been a boon for the European stocks altogether and that a strong euro boosting European stocks continued until uh, the start of this month, this February. So that was obviously mostly because the stronger euro made energy costs that are obviously negotiated in the US dollar terms in the international markets more affordable for European companies and European businesses. And the mild winter in Europe also helped divert the 
risk of an energy shortage. So that was a big theme. So as a result, even though the euro dollar started easing in February at the start of this month, the strength in the European stocks actually continued. And that was on the back of the further softening in energy prices. The DAX index, for example, is now at one year high levels at levels before the start of the Ukrainian war and the French Cacquerons hit an all time high last week. It's unbelievable. And the European natural gas futures continue trending lower. That's the good news. We are also at levels before the war started in Ukraine last year. The barrel of American crude, on the other hand, fell $75 per barrel level on Friday. And interestingly, the Chinese reopening story, the fading global recession odds, the strong economic data, or the supply cuts from Russia or a tight supply from OPEC, well, nothing has been appetizing enough to give the oil bulls the momentum that they needed to clear that 100-day moving average resistance that's near $81 per barrel level. So that's obviously great news for the DAX because the energy cost will be falling further, even with a softer euro. And well, on the other hand, that softer euro is a boon for the French luxury brands, for example, because they make simply more Sales abroad with a softer euro. So what could go wrong, right? Well, the ECB, the ECB could go wrong. Higher ECB rates and a potential U-turn in energy prices are now the main risks to the European stock rally right now. Now, speaking of central banks, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand is expected to hike the interest rates by another 50 basis points this week, and that could further boost the 50 basis point hike expectations for the Federal Reserve. That could be hawkish. The only place where the central bank will remain soft enough is China to recover from a series of absurd COVID measures that push their economy into an quite an unnecessary depressed zone, really. So People's Bank of China kept its lending rates unchanged for the sixth straight month and urged banks to front load credit extensions and help support the recovery in China. Will it be enough to make people willing to buy the Chinese stocks? is yet to be seen because the geopolitical tensions aren't going in the right direction for restoring the investor confidence. Nasdaq's golden dragon China index is now down by more than 10% since its January peak. Alibaba is down by more than 17% and Alibaba and Baidu will be reporting their latest quarterly earnings this week. And well, these earnings may not come as a blessing because the revenue is seeing 6% lower over the year for Alibaba, for example, and even the single day sales may not save the day this time. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.